0: And
1: welcome to another edition of State Champs, Extra Point of Week 4 edition. This is the High School Football Recap Show. Matt Mowry, Jonathan Kidd, Scott Bernstein, I'm Lauren Plant. Uh, Thank you so much for checking this out. Hope you guys are enjoying these podcasts. We love doing them. Football forecast premieres Thursdays at 3 o'clock. This show is a Monday around 5 o'clock show, and uh, we're digging it. Yep.
2: And don't forget Kevin Truszynski on the ones and twos. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> the K- wheels of steel. K- KT
1: here, man, holding it down. Uh, appreciate that, John. That's right. We always got to celebrate the uh, the guys behind the scenes. You know, Absolutely. There he is. Okay. His, vi- uh,
2: his video went viral there a couple weeks ago when he got hit in the Family Jewels <laughs> at, against Orchard Lake St. Mary's. That's
1: right. If you have not seen that, it is worth watching, uh, especially the montage video that John put together <laughs> that was, uh, what, what was the movie? Uh, Varsity Blues. That's right. Varsity Blues. Uh, it's pretty hilarious uh sometimes I do not we... want
3: your life <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> all right
1: so uh, this show is uh sponsored by lawrence technological university another huge football win for the blue devil 62 nothing over university of pitts club team uh it was it was a trouncing on all facets um but uh anyway good on them uh they are just moving along and uh a lot of guys uh you know just really enjoying uh, playing college football, and that's really what it's all about. They've got Eastern Michigan's club team. Then they've got Indiana Wesleyan here at home on homecoming. They're a real team. They put up 100 points over their uh, first couple of games. Um, and so that should be a real uh, back-and-forth affair, we're hoping. And it'll be real interesting to see how the Blue Devils play against a real, real team. Uh, and uh, anyway, that's going to be an October uh 13th, I think. So sure. if you want to check that out, it will be here. Uh, a lot of stuff going on for homecoming at Lawrence Tech. Check it out. All right. MHSA is also our sponsor. Hungry Howie's our sponsor. Doughraiser.com is where you go to find out great fundraising information on what's happening in Hungry Howie's. That is it. So here's what we got. We're going to do a recap. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about the Anvil Award that we have going on now. And then Matt maury has got his new top 25 rankings out. So we are going to check that and uh, see who's in, who's out uh, here in uh, following week four. Alright, so games covered on State Champs TV this week. If you if you watched or listened to the forecast, we talk about these games. And now here, quickly, we do some recaps on what happened and see how our predictions did. And again, I must say, I'm doing very well in the prediction category for the most part. So yeah, you guys
2: are leaving me out of this. I know. <laughs> so John's going to be involved with this from
1: now on because uh, I know he, know he knows how to call these games. He picks these games that we shoot. So uh, Brother Ice at Warren D. LaSalle. Uh, we have Warren De La Salle ninth coming into uh, last week, week three. Uh, De La Salle takes care of business, thirteen nothing at home, um, and
3: a lot I, of fireworks, but yeah. just you know, quality fundamental football. So
1: uh, De La Salle's quarterback goes down, uh, busted ankle. He's gone. Uh, gone for the yeah. year. Yeah, uh, did not have a good game, and that is being generous. That's brother uh, Rice's quarterback. Yes, exactly. Uh, I do want to say a couple things real quick before you guys uh, jump in. Uh, Josh DeBerry, I don't think he's getting enough chatter. Uh, I, I've been, I've been lauding him you for have, you know since
3: the preseason. Yep. He's for me, he's the most underrated player in the senior class.
1: The highlights we have always feature a long ball and him jumping up Megatron yeah, style yeah. and just bringing it down, finding a way to do a it.
3: Seventy yard touchdown.
1: Seventy yard touchdown. That was really the difference yeah. in the thirteen nothing game. Uh, and Again, you know, I individually, you know, I love the way he plays. And we don't talk about, Warren says, South offense enough. It's always usually their defense. And obviously, they played another really good defensive game.
4: Well, and that defense hasn't given up a touchdown since the second quarter of Week 2, which is 10 straight quarters, which is going to have to, again, if they have those injuries on offense and that does kind of limit their ability to score, then that defense is going to have to continue to carry them. And it's more than capable. I mean, obviously, we watched that defense be pretty dominant last year as well. Um, and and next week they've got a St. Mary's team that finally got off the schneid and but can score some points yeah. as we've seen throughout the season. So uh, it's going to going to be interesting to see how those injuries kind of play out with with Dylas Allen. Do how we know what to, the
3: backup situation
4: is? I don't. Know.
1: Yeah, and Catholic Central's quarterback. And no,
4: yeah, but, ja- but yeah, but Jack
3: Benno came in and yeah. had a great game. Yep. Okay. Uh, yep. Uh, in, in week four, so you know, I think that's a very positive sign for Catholic Central sure. trying to rebound off of I'm not sure what Marco Genrich's status is if, if he's going to be able to uh, make right. it back this year.
4: Well, and it certainly helps when you have that entire week to get that backup prepared and get the kid reps in practice and and obviously when you come in in the middle of the game, it's a different situa- situation than when you have that whole week, but yeah, it's going to be key, obviously, to see how those backups play in those mm-hmm. roles and how long they have to play throughout the season. From a recruiting
3: perspective, I, I love the fact that DeBair is being very patient, very deliberate. He's not getting antsy. He's not just jumping for whatever offers right, come in his right. way, because I think this is the kind of kid that even though he only has the mid-majors in on him right now, I think he's one of the, uh, the yeah. type of player that after the season or as the season goes on, he's going to get some of those bigger schools that come in. I think that's where he'll land uh, come signing day in Kind of like
1: Grant Perry, who kind yeah. of waited throughout the entire and process. And then Northwestern
3: came in, and then Michigan came
1: in. Exactly. So uh, Anchor Bay went to Chippewa Valley. We had Chip Valley 7th uh, in the state, going into that one, we all expected uh, Chip Valley to win this one. They did so in convincing, convincing fashion, forty-two-six. Talking about quarterbacks, I like Tommy Schuster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the way he's throwing it. He can, you know, kind of do the quick strike. You know, they're they're really good at kind of throwing that ball mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. flat, letting their guys, you know, go out and run. Their athletes work, um, but he can fit it into tight windows too. Incredible
3: high football IQ for Tommy Schuster. I mean, they're
1: averaging forty points a game. Yeah, yeah just very
3: so, consistent. Yeah. He's thrown twenty-five touchdowns as a junior. Then he threw twenty. or sorry, twenty-five touchdowns as a sophomore, then he threw 25 touchdowns again as a junior. This is his senior year and uh, I, I think there's a good chance he'll, he'll end up in the Ivy League because um, he's just one of those guys that I think is kind of fit for that kind of uh, football at the next level. and He just looks outstanding, spreading the ball around to a yeah. lot of different guys. David Ellis yeah. uh, had another, another uh, return returns. for yeah. a touchdown. Yeah.
4: Which helps your offense. Yeah. yeah, and, and then measures, uh,
3: yeah. Bunt- uh, Martise Bunting and Aiden Hall both caught touchdowns. Yeah. Bunting caused, caught you. two. Yeah. Uh, he's the younger brother of uh, Sean Bunting, yeah. who was there a couple years ago.
1: Yes, he was. And, and again, when we bring up these individuals, these are, these are guys that legitimately could work themselves into our Mr. Football race because the consistency, and again, we talk about big game performance, uh, Uh, We talk about uh, overall performance uh, throughout the season, and uh, when you constantly keep putting up those numbers, and Josh DeBerry constantly making big, big uh, game-impacting plays, uh, that's huge, and Chip Valley just seems to be uh, rolling, obviously a big one this week. We'll talk about that one on Thursday.
4: Well, and and as you mentioned, averaging 40 points a game offensively, and they're on pace to break last year's school record for points at 463, but... I think the part that gets underrated sometimes is their defense, defense. because they're only giving up 14 points a game. Yeah. Now, obviously, that's going to be tested this week by a Dakota team that's averaging 45 points a yeah. game. you got another very exciting quarterback. Yes, and, uh, I know. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's, Mark That Toco. could be a shootout Toco, yeah. in Toko and, yep. and, and Schuster. But and, as you were mentioning with Schuster, efficient, eat for nine. Yeah. And, you know, when I saw them and they didn't throw in the second half, his stats would have been like that in the first half right. if they didn't have a couple of drops. So, yeah, he very, not only very accurate, but very efficient.
1: And like you said, Scott, you know, spreading it around. Yeah. You know what I mean. A lot he's, of he's obviously surveying the field. He's he's taking what's given to him, and uh, and he's making the play mm-hmm. when necessary. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. So we had uh, one of the small school games. on, we had a Whitehall taking on a Muskegon Oakridge squad, uh, and uh, we all picked you know Muskegon Ridge. The L Train, Leroy Quinn. That's right. Oh, they that's exactly. Two hundred yards in each game. The first three games, and then uh, one hundred and thirty-five in that one. And their O line just punishing. Uh, it, it's yeah. amazing. Uh, you know, when, when you see these small schools, you know, all of the Lumen Christies and those of the world just mm-hmm. just dominate and just
4: look so great doing it. Boy, 321 yards on the ground on 49 carries. And the Whitehall yeah, coach even said it after the game. They just wore us down. And that's one of those where... You can sometimes see that in an opponent when you pound them that hard incessantly for four quarters. Sometimes in the third and fourth quarter, those kids just look, on defense, just look beaten. And that's that's what Whitehall does to people. I mean, yeah. they're averaging 379 yards a game, and I think they've got like 1,500 yards total for the season and 27 touchdowns. I mean, it's just a punishing rushing attack, and that's I can take you a long way at that level.
1: No doubt about it. And, uh, you know, that whole Muskegon area yeah. kind of just really on fire right now. Yeah, Mona Shores, right. Oak
2: Ridge, Muskegon.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're just, they're, they're. Getting what about
2: Reese Puffer? The, no, the, the band, band is the great.
1: Band. <laughs> the marching band will win another yeah. state title. Actually, they lost to Genesis last year. So the only reason we know this is because we're working on it. I was, was going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm not uh, up on my marching band competitive things. But uh, w- we had some UP games on the show this week. Uh, uh, thanks, Rachel Zerbe up there. And uh, Ishpaming um, went to Westwood. And uh, two next-door neighbors oh, doing battle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's right there. Uh, 44-36 was the final. Ishpeming goes to 4-0. and uh, Westwood drops to 2-2. and They were down 14-0 uh, in this game. They had 300 yards rushing. They have a pair of uh, uh, Sunbergs, Gavin and Drake, and who uh, both rushed for uh, 140-plus. Uh, in the game, and uh, again, you know, we keep an eye on these teams like Ishpeming, so that when state finals come around mm-hmm. and they're playing, say, a team like Detroit Loyola, and right. we all sound like idiots when we think it's going to be forty-four yeah. nothing, and they end up losing yeah. uh, to the Hematites. Yeah. So uh, we need to make sure that uh, we stay up on what's happening up the UP. I know they appreciate it, and again, uh, these backyard brawls are always always fun, and this was a doozy.
4: Well, yeah, and it went back and forth, as you mentioned, the Hematites were down and you got to love the nicknames up there. Yeah. Brilliant. Hematites. Yeah. Down down 14 nothing. score 30 straight points to come roaring back, and then Westwood bounce. It's one of those games that ended up, ends up looking like a ping-pong match just yeah. because you're going back and forth with the big plays. I think there yeah. was a 85-yard run and a 59-yard keeper to tie it up and then a 67-yard interception and then a 77-yard quarterback keeper. I mean, yeah. those are the games that are fun. Oh, absolutely. It's fun to watch. And it, it was interesting. Last year... Ishpeming had to forfeit because they had they had a game canceled in the series because of a death of a student at the school wow. and that broke a 21 game winning streak over over Westwood so wow. probably a little bit in the back of the minds of the uh, hematites that they kind of wanted to get that streak uh, restarted again but yeah, you, you mentioned the Sunberg brothers, 300 yards rushing total on the day uh, for the team, and that's just that's another one where you know you, you roll up the roll up the yards and roll up the points sometimes, and it's nice. For them to
2: bounce back after last year because they missed the playoffs yeah, you know a good way to start off the year 4-0 absolutely. Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely and beat your rival at the same time uh, Escanaba and Marquette got together yeah. this was a 36-35 game Marquette wins this one uh, both teams now at 2-2 two and two. this was a big upset Escanaba D4 state yeah. semifinalists last year D4 mm. you know we're not talking D7 or 8 uh, they beat Marquette by 17 a year ago Redmond haven't made the playoffs in four years Uh, This is the Great Northern UP Conference, (laughs) Mm -hmm. they call it. This was the opener in that. Uh, And one other thing I looked up, they've played 59 games against each other. The first matchup in 1958. So, you know, in small towns, especially up north like that, and John and I have been to Escanaba, we had to go to hand out a hockey award. Nice seven-hour drive. yeah, Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's great because, obviously, a lot of people live and die in those yep, communities. Absolutely. So they can talk yep. about the game from 62 or yep. 78 or whatever it is. So uh, this one, uh, again, huge win for the Redmen at home.
4: Well, it came down to, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, the, that one of those decisions, are we going to win it on this one or are we not? It came down to a two-point conversion call, and uh, Marquette uh, actually Ran in the two-point conversion because they scored quickly on their possession. They scored on the first play, I believe, and then you've got a, a decision: okay, do we kick it, you know, kick the extra point and tie it up, or do we go for it? And they went for it, and it was one of those. I think when you've got that momentum from scoring that quickly, you've got the defense on its heels, and they just ran it real quickly. I think, and uh, Robert Apple ran in the two-point conversion for the for the win. And well,
1: I mean, you're at home too, you know. Everybody's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. go yep. for it. Yep. I mean, you they know, want you to. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. You want to feel that yeah, yeah. that win. And that's what his high school is great. So our main event on the thing, and it was the reason we were there, is for the big uh, uh, childhood cancer awareness game that they had. It was a really great night out at St. Clair Shores, Lake Shore. Uh, you know, uh, St. Baldrick's uh, is the, the group that kind of put on puts on this um, kind of fundraiser. It's a week-long activities. And uh, had, we had a little Matthew out there, if you yeah. watch State Champs, a little two-year-old who's beaten cancer. And uh, it's... Um, uh, it was a great night. Now, on the football field, that's a, d- a different story. Yeah. Uh, 58-14 was the final. Uh, Shoreyans, the interesting thing is, a couple of years ago when Richie Pop took over, they were just 1-8. Yeah. Uh, they are now 3-1. and one. They uh, haven't won a uh, division title in 20 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they mm-hmm. won all of four games last year, so they're one to get that. Uh, they're 58 points tied for the second most ever put up by the Shorians. They scored 59 in a 2010 win over Fraser, 59-34. Uh, they beat Lance Cruz fifty-eight to nothing back in nineteen seventy-seven. Uh, that was their most lopsided win. Well, I almost, almost came that
2: close. Yeah,
1: I mean it was like that. But uh, it was but only again, a couple weeks old. Right. <laughs> but again, they've got a huge game uh, this week as they take on South Lake, yep. which is uh, kind of you know it's Lakeview and South Lake and, and Lake Shore. Uh, but uh, they really have got a little jug they're playing <laughs> for and stuff. And they won that one last year. So uh, again. Are they gonna, you know, go to a state title? No. But can they make the playoffs and really give this community something to rally around? Yes.
4: Well and we talked in the preview show about progression of a program under a new head coach and like you mentioned, one and eight to four and five, and now three and one for the first time since oh nine. Um, last year they allowed twenty seven point three points per game, which was their least since twenty thirteen. This year they've cut that in half and it's fourteen yeah. and change. Yeah. That's what you, when you start talking about a progression of a program, you like to see things like that. Let's get better in an area defensively or offensively. And you mentioned the, you know, the high scoring this year. Well, the defense is doing its part too. And if you can, obviously, it probably won't stay at 14, but if you can cut that 27.3 down to, you know, 18 or yeah. 19 or 20 by the end of the season, they'll take that. And, uh, and yeah. if, if they're halfway to six wins now, yeah, and so. their
1: special teams were yeah. doing it yeah. too. There was right. one where they actually kicked off, and it was like I, they had the Lance Cruz had no communication, and it basically just bounced. He just picked it up picked and just up. ran it.
2: Well, right, well, the refs should have called it dead right there. Right. You're not supposed yeah, to, you're advance right. to advance the ball. Yeah,
1: the ball. yeah. yeah I know. Uh, but yeah. it was, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, the, the interesting, you know, Scott. Bernstein has an article up that you you should read that talks about how the PSL is so out of balance um, now, and we're seeing this now on a from a football perspective. Um, Lance Cruz didn't have really much um, fight in them at all, and you know, it's it's I think it's happening in a lot more schools now where it's. We're going to see these. Yeah, well, we, we also have issues with, with. I mean, maybe we've always had that, and
3: I, we have. We're getting. I think as we get into, or we're talking about some of the suburban programs. We, we got numbers issues.
1: Right, that's what I'm saying.
3: Pro- programs. There were that, hardly
1: yeah. any kids on the got that. You programs that used to have,
3: you know, 50, 60 kids are yeah. down to under thirty.
1: Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah, Lance Cruz was under 30, yeah. by far. Even big programs. I mean, we talked about that earlier in the season with Clarkston's numbers. I mean, they're defending state yeah. champs, and their and numbers are down. They're at 55. Yeah, and, and and yeah, that doesn't necessarily show up in your front line players, but it shows up in your second string, in your yeah. third string, when you start getting and injuries. If and if you already yeah. don't have
3: a strong program, right? right. Which is not like Clarkson, right? Exactly. Then it it just is another factor to to
1: bring you, uh, uh, you know, to 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 hinder
3: your your development.
1: Well, we're seeing more and more eight player teams being formed, and Mm -hmm. it's the one thing is it's usually Thumb and North. Mm -hmm. Now I think we maybe might start seeing some more eight player football here in the Southeast Michigan region, maybe more on the West Side, and uh, that might be the way to go. So that you, you know, I mean it's that's it's not fair. You know, Lance Cruz and St. Clair Shores, like, it should be a good game. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be something that mm-hmm. looks like Cass Tech is playing a PAL team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Let
3: me just shout out real quick on Lakeshore the Gaiera brothers. Geyer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're two twins. They're a rare combination of Sir Grindalot and Sir Swagalot. You don't always, usually, it's either you're a Sir Swagalot or you're a Sir <laughs> Grindalot. They're both. Shouts out to, to Team Pop and. Uh, the Gaieras. So uh, going forward, I, I, I think this is going to be a really special season for Lakeshore, and and those guys are going to lead the way.
1: Fundamentally, they look great. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Walled Lake Western and Waterford Mott got together. Didn't see this coming. Yeah, yeah I and, this would uh, be a title. and let's see who predicted this one. Well, it would have been me and Sean Belizean, actually, called Western winning this one. 52 13 uh, was the final. And like most teams do versus the Lions. Uh, the Warriors dominated in all. They three put a phases. running clock
3: on uh, on the Corsairs, and a star was born Friday C. night. And
1: CJ Brown, he's one of these kids that
3: we've been hearing about uh, for a little bit. He's Spencer Brown's little brother. He's a safety brother, and a running yeah. back. Um, and you know, he's this guy that you know he's gotten a couple Division one offers, but hadn't really broken out. Well, that you know, put that by the wayside because he broke out in a big way, uh, both on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. Uh, on Friday,
4: and then picked up an offer from Toledo right. like 24 hours later, mm-hmm. which is always nice when you get a the immediate reward like that. You get a hundred
3: yard yep. uh, interception return, a yep. uh, pick six, and two rushing had, touchdowns. I believe. I thought he had three rushing, he three, have, yeah, three yeah, rushing yeah. touchdowns. And, and how
1: about uh, wait, Sam Johnson? When you lose count, yeah. yeah. How about Sam Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. way well, he's played yeah. uh, after uh, that first
3: week, yeah. where, where you know I was hoping it was an aberration, and it, it's proven to be that. Um, you know, just you know, little rusty out of the gate. Uh, but since then, he's put it all back together, shown why he's a, a four-star uh, field general prospect at the next level, why Boston College wants to bring him into the fold, a guy that is uh, you know, a lot of poise, a lot of presence, really a big arm uh, under center, and a guy that, uh, just like I was talking about Tommy Schuster, a guy with a real high football IQ.
1: Look out, Warriors. So, all right, Holland, West Ottawa, and East Kent. We talk about didn't see it coming. Didn't see this one coming. I definitely did not. We none of us predicted. We all were on the uh, Van Dyke Express, and uh, it was a 14-16 matchup, so you would have expected a good game. Uh, it wasn't. Falcons rolled up 300 yards of offense while limiting the Panthers to 48 just in the first two quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they won that one 56-7 at home. They're now 2-2 two and two on the year. They've played a tough schedule. Uh, there's so many standouts that you could talk about uh, for, uh, for the game. Uh, but uh, Keontae Blakely. Yeah. Uh, again, again yep. is yeah uh, a kickoff for 95 yard touchdown that may put him up 42 zip
4: two rushing uh, touchdowns, yep. 100, 100 yards, yep. yep
1: 100 yeah I had 112, 112 on yeah. 11 carries yep. but 70 of them on the first drive of right. the game yeah that helps uh, so yep. uh, they uh, and Kyle and Kyle Dent. Uh, threw, for threw for 179 three. yards, three touchdowns, yeah. uh, including two to uh, Riel Day and Steven, mm-hmm. Stephen Bracey. And then yeah, he ran for
3: another, I believe.
1: Yep, yeah. and he ran for for another and one. And Bracey's one of these kids. 85 yards he rushed for yeah. and a touchdown. Uh,
3: Bracey's one of these kids, uh, if we're talking recruiting, uh, slow burn, but you know, starting to, to heat up. I know he took a visit to Wisconsin this week. He was on the sidelines for that game. Um, and, and, you know, he's a wide receiver that, you know, has, has size and speed and uh, really nice hands. And I think that he's, a, you know, what I like to call the supersonic sleeper special um, from the yeah. west side of the state.
4: <laughs> well, and to be perfectly honest, this is how we kind of expected East Kentwood was going to play when we looked at the talent they had coming into the season. And then they kind of stumbled out of the gate mm-hmm. and we thought, maybe not. But the last three weeks they've averaged fifty eight point three points per game, which mm-hmm. is last time I checked pretty good. Yeah. And they're just absolutely dominating the lines of scrimmage, which we kind of assumed with that, you know, the the collection of talent they have on both lines. And with West Ottawa, they've played a very tough schedule and Sometimes this can happen with a spread team when you get dominated on the lines, and you have a defense that can rush four and put everybody else back in coverage, and just kind of set up a picket fence. And yeah, that, that did not uh, did not go well. They dropped obviously five spots in the rankings yeah. as as you would expect with a lopsided loss like that. Yeah. Um,
1: and we didn't give Mona Shores enough credit in the beginning. Exactly. Of the year. You know, we didn't that. know what kind of a team right. they were going to be. We know now. Uh, an undefeated squad that mm-hmm. is uh, that is solid. So and that's that's a good yeah. loss. And if the better can
4: be East Kentwood does, the better yeah. that looks for Mona Shores yeah. because they dominated in that game mm-hmm. on the lines of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And to do that with a team that's going to come back and do that to everyone else, you know, that just reflects better and better on Mona Shores as we go along.
1: Yeah, and East Kentwood's got a big game with Granville this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Granville's won the last two. They put up 73 on Grand Haven. Right. So um, mm-hmm. Granville did. So it should be an interesting game uh, uh, this Friday. So, uh, all right, let's move on. Graham Blank and Flint Carmen Ainsworth got together. I'm Matt, little, Matt, Matt I and thought, I th- thought we, we had this one yeah. kind of figured out. And again, uh, you covered the game 42 yeah. 14. Graham Blank is undefeated.
4: Well, and it was one of those, too, where a team pops another one right in the teeth in the very early stages. Grand Blank saw something on film, and they decided, and they'd been planning it all week long, we're going to onside kick the opening kickoff, onside kick, but then they doubled down, and not only that, they go for a bomb on the first pass, and it's like seven seconds in, and I'm still taking my lens cap off my camera, right. and our, all of a sudden, Carmen Ainsworth is down 7 nothing, and then uh, uh, Dustin uh, Fletcher. Fletcher threw, I think, three first-quarter interceptions, and they grand Blanc had one of those game plans like for the season not showing a whole lot being very vanilla on offense not playing a couple people on defense because they didn't necessarily need to so not like they suckered them into it but it was one where they were very prepared for this particular game unleashed a couple of things they hadn't used before but got two pretty good corners on that team and that defensive backfield especially for grand blank
3: cortez holes yeah
4: cortez tolls and uh, uh miles on the other side those are two pretty good corners and that defense took carmen ainsworth out of the game real early now carmen ainsworth came back he came roaring back because they've got they've got a lot of talented speedy receivers and they got the big boy big mike who caught a couple of passes and good lord trying to get him to the ground after six foot seven and 253 who can run when he's got the ball in his hands i'm not wanting to stand in front of him they came roaring back and they had a chance at one point after going down 21 nothing in the first five minutes to tie it up at 21 they didn't get that drive in and then grand Blanc ended up scoring right before the half and then grand Blanc just dominated the second half
3: really I like Nate, uh, Nate Snyder on their defense. Obviously, we talked about Cortez, Tolls and and Miles McNeil. How did uh, Tyler Latham look, their quarterback?
4: Very good. Well, obviously, when you throw nice tight spirals for sixty yeah. odd yards on the first couple of plays, very good. They didn't do a whole lot. They tried once they got the lead to kind of calm it down, and and it was it was kind of funny. Clint Alexander, the uh, Grand Blanc coach, said to us at the at at one point on the sidelines, he had to turn to his office and go. Guys, you need to possess, possess the ball for a minute so I can talk to the defense because <laughs> right. they were either <laughs> scoring, scoring too or it so fast. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, I need a minute here. Can you maybe run a first <laughs> down? Slow it down something? a little. Yeah, and, and but it, it, they in, in the second half that's what they did. They just kind of ground out the 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 clock and they played, you know, kind of clock management to. To win the game But yeah He looked good In the first half And if they have To get into a game Where he's got to Sling it around He certainly has He's got a nice stable
3: Guys like Cedric Givens And Jack Ballridge Luke Brogan All guys that can Catch the ball
4: Nick Erlenbeck, yeah, he caught the first touchdown and a couple of big plays for him. And, yeah, got a bunch of speedy guys and a pretty big line. And, like I said, that defense is pretty good.
1: Well, it's going to be the battle of 4-0 and O's versus Davison this yeah. week. It's going to be a state, ch- state yeah. champ special. So uh, we'll talk about that one on Thursday, and we'll break it down. Uh, Dearborn Fortson hmm. took on Livonia Churchill. This was uh, an interesting game as uh, Fortson trying to find their way in the KLAA, hmm. and they found it. Uh, They are 4-0, and uh, they win this one 36-25. Belizean, Matt, myself picked this one. Shawnee thought uh, Churchill might uh, win this one, but uh, it was not to be.
3: He's a Livonia boy. You you give him a pass.
2: Oh, he's a Stevenson guy. I know, Uh, but I know he didn't go
3: to Churchill, but...
2: But it's setting up for Forts and Belleville.
1: No, you no, picked it Churchill. Very much is. Yeah. Scott you pick Churchill. I said Shawnee but I meant Scott. You yeah, picked well, Churchill. Don't excuse me. Sean <laughs> said I'm all about the mean streets, yeah. but I'm uh, picking Fortson. Uh, no, you pick Churchill. Yeah, but I'll own it. Yeah. Uh, okay.
2: But it's setting up for the Fortson Belleville
4: game in a yeah. few weeks. Just,
1: yeah. Yes. Yes.
4: And, and another very balanced attack from the Tractors: 189 passing yards, 199 rushing yards. A real good mix between Hussein Najami, who we talked about in the preview show, yep. uh, the quarterback, and and Abe Javar, They're they're basically their lead running back. Right. Um, and it was really a connection between the two of them. It was a 41 yard screen pass as they were down, I think, 13-7 at one point. Um, or 10 I'm sorry, 41-yard screen pass to Jafar, put them ahead, and then they scored the next 23 points, I think, to take a, a 30-10 lead. Um and then they kind of they put some, some uh, I think, reserves in at the very end when Churchill got their last touchdown. But, yeah, it was really one from, from kind of the middle point of the second quarter until the mid of the third quarter that Fortson really took over that game. And, and, and they, we talked about that before. A lot of weapons, a lot of different places that Ajami can go. And he was, he was making you know plays with both his feet and his arm. And then with Jafar, they can really pound the ball. And it's, that's a good team. It's a good yeah. team, and it, that's going to be a real good game between them and
3: Belleville in a couple of weeks, I think. So three weeks now, yeah. I think? Yeah. I misread the picks, because we have SB1 yeah, and, yeah, you're and SB2. And SB2. Yeah, yeah, you're number one. In, Sean our, you're number and one Scott- in our hearts. Number one so, in yeah, your yeah, hearts, Yes, yeah.
1: Exactly. So you're SB1 SB2. Uh, you know, one of the things I thought was interesting, I, I did not know this, is that the defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers is a Fordson grad, okay. and they yep. said that yep. on the broadcast. Oh, so... Wow. Um, yeah, it was mm. like, he's like, yeah, home down Dearborn, went to Fort's so I was like, wow. I,
2: I, had b- I had better things to do than watch the Lions yesterday. <laughs> oh, so. well, yeah. That <laughs> was at the beginning what of the game, trust yeah. me.
1: Uh, yeah, all of you do not, uh, ah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right. Let's we digress. Yes, yeah. exactly. Painfully. Traverse City West, Traverse City Central had another classic. Uh, we had tom markowski out there covering it for this one traverse city west goes to tcc wins this one 21-14 none of us predicted west to win this one we all said central at home would take care of it uh went down to the wire uh but uh west was able to uh to pull this one out
4: well, it's another team that in West that can really, really pound the ball. And as Tom pointed out in the story, offensive line-oriented coach, and they went 79 yards in 14 plays all on the ground – taking six and a half minutes off the clock on that game-winning drive. And those are the those are the kind of drives that are not only effective in getting you the lead, obviously, but they're also morale-killing for the other team where they just they can't get their defense oh, off yeah. the field. Absolutely. And uh, it was Aiden Griggs with his second TD that, that put uh, West ahead. Um, he had, I think, 265 of their 281 yards came on the ground, and Griggs had 85 of them in both scores. But it still came down. I mean, Central still had a chance to win it. I think they were at the the uh, 35, and they had a fourth down play that Patrick O'Connor broke up in the end zone to kind of seal that win. Mm. But that's that's another one that, that, that every single year it seems like these two get together, and it's a classic game. I, very rarely mm. do you see this game where it's, A, where it goes like you expect it to, or, B, where it's lopsided and it's just yeah. not interesting. 20, yeah,
1: 20. 29 27 last yeah. year, 10 8 yep. the year before. And then they play each other in the 32, playoffs. 32 26. Yep. Yeah, and they do. They do end up playing, yeah, 13 12 in the playoffs in 2016, 17 14 last year right. in the playoffs, the uh, district final in that one that uh, Central won. So, yeah, so anyway, uh, great rivalry, always a great mm-hmm. um, atmosphere and all of that. Muskegon-Mona Shores, who we alluded to, is undefeated. Sincere
3: Dent
0: can, I can continues just I know. thrashing. week one of them beating that I, drum. I was on yeah. that
1: Ram train just trying to will yeah. them to victory, but they're 1-3, in which, again, if you'd have told me Rockford would be 1-3, in I'd be surprised. Uh, but uh, they were soundly yeah, defeated 33-14. to 14. Dent ran,
4: ran for over 200 again, 232 and three touchdowns, and added an interception. Locked field goal. No yeah, big just deal. another day We've at the office. A
1: day. Yeah. We've got some Mr. Yeah. Football uh, talks that we will be having as well, far as getting sincere in the race. Absolutely. That's we'll be
3: very sincere in our <laughs> consideration. Yes, we will. Yeah.
4: Okay, stop. Yeah. <laughs> the sailors uh, that was their first road win in the series since 1990 so you wow. know that's that's one yeah, that not they a wanted. shocker i mean yeah, yeah not a and, shocker and mona shores has been one of those programs that has really come into its own over the last uh, playoffs for the last five years they're yeah. like 47 and 12 lost in the d4 uh, d2 yeah, title we'll game it. in 2014 yeah, yeah. yeah and it's you mentioned it though it's weird to see Rockford with a 1 and 3 next to their name Or and the Lowell last, at 0 and 4. Yeah, and the only win they have is a, a, over a winless Lowell team. Right. Last time another team it's yeah. like what? Last time Lowell Lowell's last losing season was 1995 the uh, year before these, they hired these were these
3: team. are you know blue bloods. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes, yes. To, yes. to see them uh, you know on the downswing like that is very surprising yeah. Yeah. but
1: again yeah. it's sometimes they're anomalies they're just weird yeah. seasons yep. and then all of a sudden they come back we've seen it in the Catholic League once in a while where yep. a team will win three games or four yep. games and nice. it's just it's just a Weird thing, and again, that's probably a lot of factors that contribute yeah. to it. Right. Uh, losing uh, your head coach for 25 years, how yeah, long Dean it. was yeah. there? Well, yeah, 22, yep. 22. Yeah. So yeah, that sometimes can have some transition. East Grand Rapids has gone through too yeah. once they lost yeah. Sturzma. Sturzma. Yeah. Uh but they're starting to rebound. But um, you know, give Mona Shores credit. We've got them at 13. You we, we'll talk about the rankings later. Yeah. Um, they're a team that's definitely on the up, mm. and uh, and and again, they'll continue to play big games against big teams. Uh, as they the get okay ready for play playoff yeah. run, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Finally, uh, Seahome and South Lion got together. This was an intriguing matchup as both teams mm-hmm. were three and zero going into this game. Uh and uh had a classic. Thirty one twenty-eight was the final. Uh give credit to uh South Lion. Went into the
3: jungle yeah. or s seahome yeah. went into the jungle and, and another, got an- and another one
1: out. that Scott was the outlier in choosing Seahome while all of the same ones chose uh South Lion. but uh, you
3: know Coach Henson, yes. uh great job getting getting the ship righted, uh getting in the uh moving in the right direction. They were one and eight last year. Uh, right now, playing some superior football. Carter Harris game-winning field goal uh, as time expired um, for South Lion. Yep, you know, just uh, you know, hats Conor. off for for yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, and Connor also plays. Soccer. And so I think I like, was, did I say Carter Harris? Yeah, Connor, Connor Harris. Harris. Yep. I apologize.
4: Yep. And so I think this is the second game he's kicked for them. Is, you know, they've had some conflicts with soccer. And, you, right. you know, he's talked about how it's hard to balance, the, you know, go into practices for both of them. But yeah, nailing a 32 yard field goal. And it's almost the same spot on the field last week where Lakeland tried a game winning field goal and missed because it hit the uprights. Yep. So yeah, we talked about you know, TC West has been playing it kind of close to the vest with single digit victory. And losses. South Lions four wins by a total of eighteen points. Yeah. Three of them three or fewer. You know, and, and they're facing uh, teams in in Milford and Wald Lake Central over the next two weeks. Yeah. They're going to be that six and struggling. Gonna be struggling. Yeah, six they could be six and, six and 0. zero going, going into, into that. Mott they will on. be six. And yeah, well,
1: they've, they've got Mott. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they've got Mott and Wald yeah. Lake Western back to back. Uh, and that's going to really be uh, defined, and a divide and a, an improved South Lion East squad. Sure. And now, of course, yep. you know I mean, the LVC yeah. is
3: is so. it's yeah. kind of crazy the league race right now. Yeah. Everyone thought it was going to be Lakeland,
0: yeah.
3: Mott, and they Western. Now it looks yeah. like it's going to be Mott, Western, South, South Lion. Lion. Um, you know, Wall Lake Northern can play Spoiler. Yeah. Yep. South Lion East is no one to overlook. Right. Uh only so, losses to TC Central. Yeah. yeah. So,
4: yeah. That's you know, right. It's great. It's, it, They've it's, got
1: Lakeland this week south yep. line east that'll be yep. interesting. It's a big game for both those teams. Yep. Yeah. So, uh yeah because we expect Lakeland. I expected them to be undefeated uh or at least 3 and 1 um, after 4 weeks. They had a lot
3: of people coming back. They yeah. have that great uh you know tailback tandem between Myers and Tracy but yeah. you know, they got two losses. I'm sure that right. uh, yeah. coach Woodruff will uh mm-hmm. you know motivate those guys uh you know yeah. get back to the drawing Just, board and yeah. and and keep pressing away. They're a a hard-nosed football team, and I'm sure that there's no quitting
1: them. Absolutely. So that is the wrap-up for a week uh, three, or week four, in the high school football scene. And so we're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we're going to talk about the State Champs Anvil Award. This is the new award we're doing this year, similar to Mr. Football, where we are going to honor who we feel is the top lineman slash linebacker in the state. And so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, those guys coming up, and then Matt Mowry's going to uh, talk about his new rankings, which are out right now at statechampsnetwork.com and where the shift has been. So uh, that's all coming up, so stay with us here on Extra Point.
0: I want to be a dermatologist, and though a lot of universities tried to recruit me for basketball, Lawrence Tech had the science curriculum that I wanted. LTU Southfield campus is a great place to learn and the classes are small enough that I don't have to wait for office hours to talk to my professors. They're usually right by my side, challenging me and guiding me toward a successful future. Lawrence Tech. Possible is everything. You ready Darius?
4: Let's do it. Anybody
2: want to an autograph?
0: Autograph? We're here for the stuffed crust pizza.
2: Stuffed crust pizza?
1: Hey,
0: what do you think you are? In in the line, pal.
1: Flavor fanatics love stuffing their faces with our stuffed flavored crust. Get one for only $2 more on any large original round pizza. Hungry? Howdy! Thanks for coming back to Steak Champs Extra Point. We're presented by Lawrence Technological University. And uh, we are getting into our second segment of the program. And uh, we just want to give a little praise and pub to our State Champs Anvil Award. This is something uh, we decided we were necessary to do, especially when you looked at the preseason kind of top players in the state. There were so many linemen and linebackers on the list. We're like... It's going to be so hard for them to actually win Mr. Football. What can we do? And uh, the president of the uh, company, Lou Batanti, just said, let's create our own award, yeah. just like we did for Mr. Football. So we did. We call it the anvil. As you Bring the hammer down. Mm-hmm. These are the big boys. And uh, we have our list on our website, statechampsnetwork.com. You can go there. You can vote. On our guys uh, currently, right now, leading the vote is Lance Dixon out of West Bloomfield. Uh, He's got over 5,000 votes. Uh, Rook Orhoro from River Rouge is uh, sitting in third, and uh, there are also, or second, and there are also uh, a number of votes for the other guys uh, spread out. But uh, you can do that, take part in it. We've got a watch list also that's there. If you just kind of look for the words watch list on the uh, description, you can click on that. Uh, but uh, this is just an opportunity, quickly, to talk about some of the guys and how they're performing. And uh, You uh, had an opportunity to see Michael Fletcher uh, this particular weekend, and uh, he is one of our top 10 guys. Even in a loss.
4: Yeah, he's impressive. He's one of those guys that he, we've Talking mentioned before. Talking about Flint-Carmen Amesworth, Yes, Michael Fletcher. Uh, Flint-Carmen Amesworth, defensive end, yeah. uh, kind of plays stand-up defensive end on, on defense, and plays tight end uh, on offense, and uh, mentioned before get the ball in his hands and he's hard to bring down. Most of the game when he was on offense, he was playing more of an inline tight end and blocking and really... Kind of manhandling people. Um, you watch his huddle clip, and it's it's kind of amazing. One of those guys with extraordinarily long arms, and mm. when he latches on, I think there was a play I saw in his his uh, huddle clips from the Midland game where they tried to run a bubble screen, so they had a wide receiver blocking him, and he basically took the kid and threw him into the ball carrier <laughs> and tackled the ball carrier with his teammate. And, I mean, it's just when he gets hands on, it's kind of game over. Um it seemed like Grand Blanc was kind of game planning to kind of run, if they had, if they were able to, in the opposite direction, and they ran away from him quite a bit. But they ran right at him a couple of times too, and got impressive speed for a kid that's six foot seven and two hundred and fifty three pounds, and gets it moving. He doesn't look like he's that big when he's running because he moves.
0: Very, Runs like talk, a deer. Runs yeah, like he a deer. does.
4: Very long legged too, and he's got. So it'll be impressive to see when they when they get him to Michigan State and and get him even maybe bulked up a little bit more with that frame. He's still still
3: shedding some baby fat.
4: And he's still relatively new to football, too. He's only been playing a couple of years. Uh, Dustin and and, uh, Mike's cousin got the two of them from being primarily basketball players into playing football and uh so it's one of those i mean he's not quite as raw as some of the guys like, like rookie but he's he's still relatively you know new to the game and once the technique starts coming and, and all of those kind of things and again once you get him to a college weight room and get that even bulked up even i mean he's an impressive specimen now yeah. but you get him bulked up even more oh, yeah. and that's
1: yeah, listed as a strong side defensive end at the collegiate level, three-star mm-hmm. athlete, uh, committed to Michigan State on June 29th this year, yep. uh, and he had schools like Alabama, yeah. uh, yep. Kentucky, the SEC and, uh, Yeah, exactly. Yep. Ball State, Bowling Green, uh, had all submitted offers, um, and uh, yeah, um, we'll see how, uh, you know, he progresses. It's fun, you know, in high school as we get to see these guys on both sides of the ball. Yeah. And I think that's where he'll probably make his most impact is on the offensive side, yeah, yeah. Um, because yep. uh, again, that's such a, a mismatch. Yeah. For, you know, any of those small guys. I'll,
3: I'll give some love to uh, our leading vote getter, Lance Dixon. Mm-hmm. I've you know I've covered him the last couple of years. He is just you know a spellbinding specimen, sideline to sideline. A guy that. Has probably the best closing speed of any outside linebacker that I've seen in the last couple years. He plays, uh, you know, Ronnie Bellamy, the head coach, is a a Michigan guy. He's installed some of the stuff that Harbaugh does, including uh, putting a Viper in there. Dixon plays that Viper, kind of, you know, uh, vacillating between um, safety and outside linebacker. Had 120 tackles last year. You know, a snap, crackle, and pop type of guy that's going to, you know, get to the ball fast. Uh, and, and, and wrap it up. Um, a guy that had a lot of suitors ended up committing to Penn State. He's going to be an Army All-American playing in the game in January. And just, you know, one of those real rare talents that, you know, uh, a linebacker that, that has running back or wide receiver speed, runs a uh, between a 4-3 and a 4-4, uh, has a chiseled frame, has a, a, a great understanding of the game, plays with a lot of composure. Um, yeah. There's a reason that Two summers ago, not last summer, but two summers ago, he only, you know, his sophomore year he got uh, called up to the varsity, and I think he started the last couple games, and then the summer before his junior year just blew up. Uh, got about twelve uh, scholarship offers. I think ten of them coming from from uh, power conference schools, and then, uh, you know, the the. Uh, uh, the the uh, the floodgates continue to open up this past off season. Yeah. Decided on Penn State, and I think that's a that's a great fit for him.
1: Four star athlete, uh, he took visits to um, Penn State and Wisconsin this past June. Committed on July first. Uh, obviously, what the Nittany Lions were selling, he's buying, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously uh, a great program. You know, going to, to
2: linebacker, you
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 and we, and we also you know, we, we've had our share of yeah. I was gonna say Michigan just just look at, at well, not just
3: linebackers, but high schools uh, players. It, oh yeah, in, in some recent memory, yeah. Alan Robinson yeah. uh, went from Orch- uh, Orchard Lake St. Mary's to Penn State, became yeah. a uh, All Big Ten receiver there.
2: Cole Sante uh, from Brother Rice, yeah, Chris Cole Sante, KJ Hamler,
3: KJ Hamler right now is yeah, he's is blowing up. It is like a stick of dynamite, um, you know. And he, unfortunately, he left uh, the state for his senior year, went down to IMG, but uh, uh, just a, a, a scintillating, uh, slot receiver. And I think he was the first player uh, on Penn State's offense to score a, a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown in something like ten years or fifteen years. That was uh, two weeks ago.
1: Okay. All right. So that is the state champs anvil award every week we'll on extra point we'll talk about a couple of guys uh, especially when we get an opportunity to see them in person uh again this is a voting contest so our leading vote getter can never be removed from the race uh we do have some very good talented guys on the watch list uh we have enlisted coaches to help us uh with some of the rankings and uh you know still a little spotty on on what we're getting back but uh Um, again it's an award we're committed to doing and uh, we want to continue we're gonna see uh, Marcel Lewis uh, from Chip Valley this week yeah, as they take a on couple a couple weeks ago, yeah, yeah. and and then we're going to see them take on a really good Dakota team and uh, <laughs> Dakota what he can, Chet, man. what he yeah. can do on the defensive end as a linebacker going against a a, a quarterback like Toco for uh, Dakota who's on fire right now. Uh, that's going to be a really good match, and that's these are the big game performances that we will look at when we come to choosing who is going to be the first Anvil winner mm-hmm. at the end of the season. So. Go to statechampsnetwork.com. Vote if you have some comments. If you know some linebackers, some defensive linemen, some offensive linemen that should be considered on this list, send us an email. But don't just say, "Hey, I think it should be this guy." Yeah. Tell us why. Give us his why. resume. Yeah, yeah, break it down, um, and you know as to what you've seen. You can put links to the huddle video as well. And you know we talk to coaches, um, so uh, that's what you do. So when we come back. We are gonna break down uh, a little bit of what's happening with the top 25 rankings in the state. Matt Murray releases those uh, usually Sunday night, Monday morning, uh, and they're out. And uh, you can check it out. And we're gonna talk about it when we come back.
0: Today, we're gonna show you how to become a registered MHSAA game official. It's easy. Start by going to the MHSAA website and click on Officials in the heading. From there, click on the big red letters that say, Register Now. If you've never officiated with us before, click on Become an Official and fill out all of the requested information. After you've done that, just answer a few questions, including agreeing to a criminal history check, select your sport, and pay the registration fees, which are among the lowest in the nation. You'll still need to pass a general exam and fulfill some general principles of officiating requirements. Next, get connected with the Local Officials Association. It's the best way to get trained, get games, and get you started in this new adventure in officiating. Every year, we need at least 1,500 new officials. So join us, and if you're unable for whatever reason, you can help keep our new officials, or for that matter, all officials, in the game by showing them respect for just getting out there. Think of every game as a four-lane highway. There's one for players, one for coaches, One for officials, and one for fans. So fans, don't cause an accident, stay in your lane. Let the coaches coach, the players play, the officials officiate, and just enjoy the game. For more information, visit our website at mhsaa.com. Helps wanted, just whistle.
1: Okay, welcome back to the final segment here on a week four edition of State Champs Extra Point. Matt, Scott, I'm Lauren, this is Johnny, and uh, Kevin, of course, on the ones and twos. We are uh, breaking down the rankings that uh, just came out uh, today, and it is Matt Mowry's rankings. The author is uh, always in the house with us, and uh, let's talk about uh, kind of the movement that you had, uh, Matt, on... you know, teams that you have removed and teams that you really you felt had the biggest shifts. What movement? There was this <laughs> was would. one
4: of those weeks where top 13 teams all yeah. won, and it's kind of hard yeah. to you know even if you have a close one like like say Belleville at number three had had to get a 60-yard uh, kickoff return from Julian Barnett who'd been nicked up before that yeah. to kind of be the separator, um, but. really do you bounce them for that i mean it's it's a win is a win and it's not obviously a bad win so everybody basically stayed the same at the top half really where we got to end into any movement was once we got down to where holland west ottawa was they were the highest ranked team to lose and and they lost pretty handily so we dropped them pretty much which is standard was you know five spots and obviously if they Lose again, they probably won't stay in the rankings. Um, we did have a couple of teams that dropped out. Eisenhower dropped to one and three, and so at that yeah. point, you know, yeah. they would had two good losses yeah. to to you know two highly ranked teams before that. But once once you get yeah. to one and three, it's hard to keep mm-hmm. them in. Yeah. And Harper Woods, you know, kind of yeah. got... losing to Warren Michigan yeah. Collegiate. Yep. That, yep. that
1: that they're a spunky little yep. uh, yeah. And, I, and they're probably getting mad at me that I say that, but I, I don't mean it to mean They're the charter school that yeah. always seems to yeah. make way. They took
3: detroit central in the playoffs that, last year that's yeah. right
1: and and that was a good central team um but to, to, for a 34-33 win over a harper woods mm-hmm. team that yeah. we were talking mm-hmm. you know that think they a, was going to yeah. be their only competition yeah. right. don't they have an
3: alum in the pros right now Theo redding i believe he caught on with the roster okay. i think so yeah, yeah.
1: That's a, yep. i did not know yep. that yep. Yeah. yeah really really only had yeah, they've been strong for several years yeah. now yeah. obviously
4: yeah, and it, so that was that was one obviously, like you said, where we thought that they were going to kind of skate through the season. Yeah, I mean, Col- and, collegiate looking at their yeah, record yeah. here, uh, only had three yeah. wins yep. last year.
1: Yep. So, I mean, while they were kind of strong yeah. uh, for a while, um, you know, they've uh, anyway, good win.
4: Yeah, very good win for them. Oh, you and know that's what? I'm sorry. I'm
1: looking at Harper Woods. That's yeah. my bad. I'm looking at Harper Woods. uh uh <laughs> no. They did not have three wins. They had. Yeah. They went all the way to the state semifinals. Yeah, yeah, so, nice. so uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, they've been they've been dominant they've been for for, a while, for, yeah. for many years now. Yeah, yeah. But we really
4: only had of the first had round of the those playoffs. two spots open to to bring anybody in and. Two teams that really kind of, I felt, needed to be in the rankings just based on what their resume had said. Grand Black that we talked about earlier, Dr. Carmen Ainsworth, is going to have a stretch here of welcome to the Saginaw Valley where they face... Uh, Carmen Ainsworth, Davison, yep. and Lapeer in back-to-back-to-back weeks. Yep. And, and Coach Clint Alexander talked about it, where he came from in Virginia. He played at one of those big powerhouse schools, kind of like some of the Catholic League teams that they bring in. So he said, you know, one week you'll have the best team in Carolina on your field, and the next week you'll have the best from Jersey. Mm-hmm. And he got used to it, and he said, I hope the kids can get used to it, because that's what we're facing right now. And from as fired up as they were after that game against Carmen Ainsworth, I think they're, they're ready, certainly, to play that game. Game. The other team that I really thought needed to get in and was kind of banging on the door last week and kind of wanted to get them in was a DeWitt team that is uh, is 4-0 and is 2-0 in the CAC, blue. Yeah. And with both of these teams, I mentioned with Grand Blanc, a big big game coming up with Davison, DeWitt's got a, a, an undefeated East Lansing on the schedule this week, so theoretically these could be, you know, one-and-dones if they turn around and lose the next week. But DeWitt's another team that uh, has they've only allowed 31 points on the season so far. They've just been stifling defensively, and that's one where you know probably the winner of this East Lansing-DeWitt game may run the table in that conference. Mm -hmm, I think uh, East Lansing's already beaten kind of the the preseason favorite in Grand Ledge. Um, So it's it's going to be one of those... Take
1: care of Divine Child. Yeah,
4: it's going to be one of those where this is a very key game, and it will kind of decide the, the fate of the conference race from there on. And then after that, we've just got a boatload of teams that are 4-0 that probably yeah. all you know, are equally deserving of attention. We've got you a know, Mount Pleasant team, a South Lion team that we talked about, Dearborn yeah. Fortson is 4-0, East Lansing is 4-0, and then we get to some of the smaller you know, division leaders in Swan Valley and and Lumen Christie and West Westphalia and New Lothrop and Edwardsburg you know all of these yeah. teams that are you know perennially at the top of their divisions that are all taking care of the business right. as they need to in the regular season to kind of get to the point where they're really challenged in the playoffs and then obviously we have A Grand Rapids Catholic Central team that their only loss is to Class A Celine and and they're knocking right on the door. So a lot of teams for ten knocking. And we talked mm -hmm, about yeah yeah.
1: Southline. These are all teams we have outside of the twenty five. That tells you how hard it is to do what we do. But when you look at it, and you know, and again, his capsules are great because it kind of gets you up to date as to where they're at and how they're playing. I mean, you know. You've got a number of four and and0 teams here, and a lot yeah. of three and one teams that have played yeah. really good competition uh, to open the year. So you can't blame that for that. It sure. doesn't make them any worse because uh, Farmington Hills Harrison is three and one. Doesn't mean they should not be in the right. top twenty five. Only losses
4: to Oak Park, who's yeah. in the top yeah. by, by, it, by a right. touchdown. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. On the road, yeah. 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 Zeeland East
1: is three and one, yeah. um, but uh, again, it's Zeeland East and who they're playing.
4: And Saline's um, only losses to Chip Valley. I mean, it's yeah. one of those where yeah, most of those schools that are still mm-hmm. Wald Lake Western. Yeah. You know, only yeah. losses to CC. That's right. CC's only loss is to an out of state team. And, you know, right. it's, it's Toledo Whitmer, which is a. And they've lost their quarterback in the yeah. first yeah. quarter. Right. So it's, it's almost it's kind so, of deceiving yeah, anybody that score. Who's in there with yeah. a loss. But like, yeah. like King said, has a loss, and we have right. them
1: four, but it's because yeah. the loss right. was it's to number two. Right. So, uh, yeah, and, and again, I, I would say, you know, it, it's kind of hard to pull Cast Tech out of that top slot. Um, you know, they're not going to really have any competition. Uh, for a while. Right. So, and they don't play King in the regular season, so we're not going to see that. Match they up. play
3: collegiate prep, but isn't that Central? Or is that Northwestern? It's Northwestern.
1: Yeah. It's Northwestern. Northwestern. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. old Colts. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. I just want to say one thing, and we were talking
3: about this uh, uh, off air, and it's crazy to say this about a defending state champion, Clarkston, who's we got number I know. five. I know. Cause it, but the idea that they could contend for a state championship, first of all, the idea they could contend for a state championship last year before right. the tournament was crazy. Then they went on and shocked the world and, and, and won it. But you know, before this season, if you would have told me that we'd be halfway—you know at the halfway point almost and you'd be talking about Clarkson as a legitimate chance to go to Ford Field and repeat, I would have said you're crazy. But I've seen them two or three times already. They are a legitimate contender to repeat. They're a team that you know that you know checks all the boxes. Uh, they got a good quarterback play from from senior Jake Jensen, who's really coming to his own in his first year uh, under center. They got great line play. We've talked about a lot with Dellinger and and, uh, uh, and Spindler, and then the the, the, the two headed monster in that backfield, Jake Honstetter, who came over from Holly, and Jake Bellet, who was a third stringer last year and only really got. Uh, minutes in the playoffs because one of the first stringers went down mm-hmm. um uh, I, I don't know if you can find two backs in the state that complement each other as well and do what these guys do in terms of uh the grit the speed the the uh the ability to find the end zone so I mean hats off to Kay Richardson because yeah, if you would have uh, said to me a that that they would be you know a legitimate contender and B, that they would be number five in the state right now well, I, I would have laughed at you when yeah. we put out the
4: initial top ten we had people going, do you know football? Why yeah. is Clarkston in there? Yeah, I know. And, and lo- this, this is not you know breaking our arms to pat ourselves on the back because I think it was mostly because of what they had done and kind of the whole until someone beats the champion, you still have to respect them. But, yeah, what, what they have done is certainly legitimized their place in the rankings, and they've moved steadily up as other people have yeah.
3: dropped below them. They returned, like— I think Nothing. four four starters, three right. or four starters well, off a team that had really no business winning the state title. In the
1: first I mean, place. They went twelve and two last year. Yeah. yeah.
4: And and I think the two starters that I know they returned on both sides of the ball are
3: two way players in Dellinger and, and Spindler. So yeah. yeah. But I the twelve and two is an overachievement. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. Just it shows it you what a great job Richardson and that staff does. Absolutely. And yeah. just like the basketball team has broken oh, through know. the it's football team and the basketball team have just taken that that leap, that next step over the last five, six years. It,
1: I know it's even Rubbed off on uh, uh, Everest. Yeah. You well, know, right? A Clarkson. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just. By, osmo- off. by osmosis yeah. in the city. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, well, it'll be interesting. You know, they've got Southfield this week. Uh, so, that will be an interesting test. Oxford, obviously, has shown that they are a better football yeah. team than a lot of people thought would. So, they've got them in week seven. And then they gonna, control their destiny. And they play Oak the Park red in week nine, right, right before that the playoffs. Be exciting, yeah. so that So, that I think is going to be a real uh, kind of uh, measuring stick as to where both teams are at as they will. Go one, one will go one, and one, one will go, go in Division two. Yeah. Uh, so they um, to be able to end the season that way. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see where they're at, and uh, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, Clarkson is is proving all the doubters wrong. So those are the rankings. If you want to comment on them, you could do it right on the website. You can go right to the bottom of the page, and you could say, Matt, what were you thinking? Do you know anything about <laughs> football? You can
4: join the ones who have already <laughs> said. Yes, exactly.
1: Yes. Uh, it is a thankless job. Uh, but uh, Matt puts in a lot of time, and, you know, Tom put in a lot of time, and we talk about this stuff and we think about it. You know, I don't want to demean anyone else, but, you know, there's some rankings that are almost kind of just – Throw it at the wall and yeah, see if it sticks. Yeah, I mean, they just really don't put the time in and really understand uh, what, what's going on within in these teams. And so, um, you know, again, it's good that we put out a 25, too. When You're not just seeing a top 10 yeah. in each division. It's nice to have just a, a nice round 25 uh in in um we would have kind of...
4: 15 more fan bases mattered at us if we only did 10. yes yeah. yes so there's
1: much. no doubt about it and, and ranking them by division really doesn't make any sense at this point especially when you don't know where some you teams know are going to fall right? uh yeah. once once we get into a division of players. I was communicating with um uh River Rouge's quarterback's father, Bill Ferguson. Oh, the is guy who messaged us every yes, day? Yes, yes, exactly. We have uh, debates him. and talks. He loves his son, yeah. and he wants his son to to play big time college football. And he,
3: he is going to play Division One at Air yeah. Force.
1: Yeah, and so um, yeah, but I mean, I think he's he wants more offers in other areas. So, uh, but anyway, he just loves his son, and, and, and I love that. And um, you know, we were uh, lost my train talking of talking about
3: where River Rouge is going to end up in the play. Oh yeah, yeah. They,
1: he was saying they might end up in three. So he's like, yeah, like Muskegon in the state finals in three. I was like, whoa, you know, uh, I was like, number one, I was like, wow, division. three. And
3: then the Harrison people are trying to get, trying into, trying to four get to
1: into four or right? five, right? Yeah, exactly. Because they're
3: so right now, they're the, the the number, the count number from last year is counting
1: against them this year. Yeah.
3: Well, they've dropped like 200, 300 students from that's last not
1: year. That's right. That's not right. We, we might have to march
0: for that. so we'll, we'll see.
1: Uh, anyway, so, again, that, that's Extra Point, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, this show premieres every Monday right around 5 o'clock, uh, and then uh, we'll have another episode of the Football Forecast uh, in which we'll pick uh, uh, all the games that uh, we want to talk about as well as the games that are going to be on State Champs TV. John Kidd will be involved in that discussion, uh, and... Um, uh, we will see no. you then. See you at the forecast. Yeah, absolutely. See you on the forecast. And again, big another big week of high school football. I cannot believe we are entering week five already. But this, by. this is just life. So thanks once again for tuning in. We'll see you next